Hi, welcome everybody to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. I am here with Dr. Linda Marquez, and today we have a special episode planned. It is actually our journey to now and life lessons that we have learned along the way. So we are not really going to get into a lot of medical stuff today, more talking about ourselves and our journey and getting a little bit more personal. If any of you have any questions, anything that you want to know about us and our journey, please type it in the chat. We'll be happy to make it very conversational today. And Dr. Linda, how are you doing today? Yes, happy Wednesday. I'm doing great. It was weird. We were having like this technical difficulty. I'm like, what the heck's going on? I don't know, maybe it's the elections. Maybe it's just like everyone's just now online. Who knows, but I'm yes. so glad that we're here and we're able to connect and, a lot of exciting things are happening. I know in both our lives right now. So um, mm -hmm. I think this will be a chance for even people to kind of get to know us a little bit more because, and you and I to get to know one another even more because we're always just interviewing people and kind of just talking everything about health. So um, now we're going to get to know each yep. other even more. <laughs> yes, I'm excited about today. It's going to be a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how are you doing aside from everything, like all the madness with the election? How was your weekend? Pretty good. I'm trying to think, what did I even do this weekend? I don't know. What well, was Halloween, right? Halloween. Oh, it was Halloween. Yes. Gosh, I just like, and I just kind of did my own little thing, you know? I, I just don't get into celebrating that much holidays. Maybe I should. And then I thought, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to dress up? But, I just, I stayed home. I think I just did some work. I was reading, I was doing a lot of reading. That's, I'm just a nerd and I love to read. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you reading now? A couple different books. I'm actually going still through Dr. Joe, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book um, to break the habit of breaking your the habit of breaking yourself. That's one. And then I'm going over, and it's ironic you posted that other book about asking it is given with um, yeah. Esther Hill. Yeah, that's, what a wonderful book. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's another one. And I gave it to my daughter like a couple years ago to read, but I think it was over her head. So um, we actually last night we watched the movie The Secret. You've seen that, right? Yes, I've, I've seen, seen that, the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Have you watched it with your kids? I have watched it with my oldest. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. How old is he? How old is your? He's 14. Okay, so he's at that age, yeah, teenager, perfect. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's um, we watched that last night, and um, so you know, it's always reading those kind of books for the mindset, but not, you know, I do a lot of reading for the mindset. Most of the trainings that I'm doing now are just all health related. What about mm -hmm. you? I am reading the same book, Ask and It Is Given, by Esther Hicks, and mm -hmm. I am reading Psycho Cybernetics. Okay. And uh, I think that that's about it for now. So okay. I yeah, usually pick two books at a time and I really <laughs> want, yeah, I just, but, I just alternate. Yeah, but I'm so bad because sometimes I don't finish them and I have like all these books started just like I have four different programs I'm going through right now. Do you do that too? Does that happen to you? Like every once in a while, yeah. I, you know, I feel like sometimes I just try to do so much. And then, yeah, yeah, I mean, it happens. And then I feel like I'm, I become overwhelmed and I'm like, okay, I need to stop this one and I need to stop that yeah. one and I need to focus on this one. And yeah, every once in a while it happens. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to get through that one. I'm actually at the very end. And what's exciting is, and I know you're going in January, which I'm going to manifest and I'm going to go somehow to see Dr. Joe. But today he has a, um, a private like screening of what's, it's a live stream of what's going on in San Marcos right now. Or is it San Marcos? San Marcos, Florida. San Marcos Island, I believe, yeah. Yes. So that's, awesome. that's going to be the rest of my day. I'm just going to focus on on that. You know, it's just really getting into more of the, the mindset training. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. So it's you're going the mindset. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you're going there. But but you have something else going on. You're going to be traveling out of the country, right? Because aren't you going to on a speaking gig somewhere? Yeah. Well, it's not out of the country. I'm traveling to um, Atlanta. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I have a speaking gig on Saturday. I'm pretty excited about it. I've been kind of just preparing and getting myself ready and all of these things. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Well, I caught some of, I caught one of them from your, I don't know, one of, cause you have so much going on right now, but they're, they're just so spot on. And I love because you just come, you come from the heart, you know, and you're not even, you're still, you're still, how old are you, Fernanda? I don't even know how old you are. I am so, 32. Okay. So you could, technically, you could be my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you know, if I would have had you at, I mean, I'm 55. So if I would have had you at, you know, at 20 something. 23? Technically, yeah, technically, you know, you, you could be my daughter. So I'll have to look wow. at that. So can I, <laughs> never thought about that because I'm like, I wonder how old she is, you know? But, yeah, um, but anyway. 32. When is your birthday, by the way? August 26. Oh my gosh. Just uh, remember, you went to Sedona. Yeah, I just passed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your mine is December, December 20th. Oh, so it's almost a Christmas, in. baby. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I know so a lot of people don't know a lot about about you. Probably not a lot about all of us, but about either one of us. But um, where where were you born? Were you born in Colombia? Yeah, I was born in Colombia, and I I was born and raised over there. And I came when I was thirteen. It was kind of just out of nowhere. My mom said, "In six months, we're going to be going to the United States," and I had never been out of the country ever. <laughs> Wow. So it was a, a shock. And in those six months, you know, I was just kind of getting ready with the idea, not knowing what to expect. And when I came, it was totally not what I was expecting. Like everything that I had been preparing for was totally like not what I was. Yeah. So it was wow. a completely different experience. I did not speak the language. So that was one. And then I had never seen like so much like technology and so much, so many buildings and so much. So I remember looking at everything and being like, wow, like this looks like a movie. You know, I was so amazed by everything. And uh, the school is totally different too. I was going to a Catholic school in Colombia, only females. So I was very sheltered, you know? And when I started going to school here, it was of course both genders and it was more, it was a little bit more wild. <laughs> so I, I I was bullied a lot because of the same thing. I was very I was a very sheltered child. Mm. Wow. So I mean, and that's wild because here you come to this country. You're a teenager, 
And I don't know, like in a lot of other countries, they, they teach them English as well. Did you know a little bit of English? Were you learning that in your country at all? No. I knew how to say no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was just like... That must have been like a really like pivotal time though in your life because you're a teenager and you know, you know that you have a teenage son, you know, like that's, that's really like a tough age. It can be a tough age to go through and here you're moving to a new country. You're going through the teenage life. It's you have to learn a new language and you have no friends. It's like, wow, looking back, what do you think made you like, what kind of gave you strength to go, you know, to really just kind of persevere through? Is there anything you can remember? I think I've always been a very resilient person ever since I was very small. Yeah. I've always been very looking out for myself. Uh, I've always worked. My parents had restaurants when I was growing up. So I always worked for the restaurants and I never really had like a childhood childhood that I was like playing with Barbies or anything like that that I can remember. So it was more like, okay, let's push through. And when I came, I just look, literally, I started looking for jobs. I started working since I was 14 and I've been working ever since and just kind of staying busy. And I've always been busy. I've always, you know, done things and gone to school and studied and read and um, just, just, I look for ways, positive ways to spend my time. Right. So I think that's, that kind of helped. That's so awesome. Yeah. And just seeing your parents too, you know, just like, there, when you have the restaurant, it's like, it's, that's a hard business to have because you don't have any time off really. Right. And I know in some of the Latin American countries, it's like, they're open, like all year long, whether yeah, it's Easter, yeah. Good we Friday, always, there. always there. And that was kind of like our activity to do as a family, right? My, my parents would be working and we would be working. My, my brother and I would be working at the restaurant with them. So that was our weekend activity. Which I never minded because I would get paid. My parents would pay me. So I was like, I, I'm okay. You know, I, I can go to work any day. Yeah. So do you think that that kind of put that little entrepreneur spirit in you? And that's why you're so passionate now about, it's so beautiful to watch you because you have like this, now I can, I can, I can say, well, that's my daughter. <laughs> but I'm kind of like looking at you just have that unsatiable, um, hunger to just learn, 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 learn. You remind me so much of me. It scares me. <laughs> it's kind of ironic because when, you know, we'll have like, we're messaging each other and it's like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking that. Or we'll share stuff with one another. And it's like, mm -hmm. so in alignment. It's just like, just so grateful that we were able to connect and even just how circumstances just mm -hmm. present themselves. And a lot of it is just having that positive attitude, right? It's just like, Instead of um, looking for the bad, let's look for the good. And I want to share like a quick example because I love learning on summits. Like you probably like to learn on summits too, right? Mm -hmm. like I signed up for, some, for summits, and right now I signed up for a summit, and it's just on. It's on female health and it's on menopause, and so there are a lot of ladies that are in their fifth and sixth decade of life. And someone had posted something kind of negative regarding the 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 doctor that was putting it on, and. You know, it's just like, why can't she see the positive? You know, because there were there were some challenges with trying to get on. The codes weren't working, and they're saying, "Well, this is a bait and switch. This is this and that." And sometimes people don't understand. So I just mess. I, I didn't message her, but I just commented like, 
if you only knew how much time, how much effort, how much money this doctor has spent for you to receive this information for free, you mm -hmm. would not be complaining, you know? But I just kind of put it in nice words, like, you know, it takes a lot and sometimes technology doesn't work. Example was last week, you know? It didn't work the way we wanted to, but mm -hmm. really, um, just try to look at, there's always always something good that can come out of a situation, but it's always this, right? Our perspective, and that's why we study it so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, a lot of people literally get too busy looking at the specs on the window, right? And I've always looked beyond, and I've always been the type of person that kind of just Look, even even if I can't find it right away, I look for the positive in every every single situation, mm -hmm. and I that's something that's always been with me from I was since I was a small child. No matter how many different you know difficulties I had growing up, and you know when I moved to the United States, and how many difficulties I had as I moved and everything, I always looked for the positive and how can I make my life and my experience better than what it is basically, and and yeah. Who do you think influenced you most in that department? Your mom, your dad, or was there someone else that influenced you the most in that? That's a good question. I think my dad, it's pretty easy going. Mm -hmm. uh, he's always like, when something happens, he's like, okay, let's, let's, calm our, let's calm down and let's think about the situation and let's come up with the best solution. My mom was always a little bit more, oh my God, like, what, what are we gonna do? You know, whatever. <laughs> so I have, both in me, I can see my, you know, my personality, it comes out in different situations, but I feel like with time and the more that I learn, the more that I see and value how my dad reacted in certain situations when, when I was growing up, you know, and he would, he would literally just, when everybody was freaking out uh, after the death of my, actually my grandfather passed away on my birthday when I was turning 10. Oh no! And everybody started freaking out because we were celebrating my birthday, and then we received the call that my my grandfather had passed away. And my dad literally just calmed everybody down and said, "Okay, what do we need to do? How can we approach it? Like, let, let's come up with a plan. Let's not freak out." So, those like remembering those lessons and those experiences kind of bring so much joy because I I can see myself now and even more. The more that I learn about mind control and everything, the more that I can see me in my dad that's so awesome so your dad actually learned to respond and not react because we all react and react is so emotional and when you respond it's almost like almost like logical mm -hmm. you know and trusting and having faith like okay 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 let's what do we need to do here don't freak out because freaking out doesn't get you anywhere and when you're stressed yeah. out it's almost like you know you get that cortisol and you scra it scrambles your brain you know, yes. it, it goes from, I always try to teach this with our patients is about that blood flow goes from the frontal brain to that, to the back part. The frontal is all logic. The back part of the brain is more like survival. So it's like the blood flow just <laughs> bypasses yes. the frontal. So you can't make a conscious decision, a smart decision when you're all worked up. So mm -hmm. that's so I awesome. When, when stress is high, intelligence is low. So yes. I get the stress low so we can think better and make better decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So, so awesome. tell, me, tell me a little bit about your story with your husband. Oh. Because <laughs> I know you recently posted pictures on Facebook about your anniversary, right? Yes, yes. Um, well, the, the irony of it is 
um, we met when we were 16. We met when we were in high school. And this is maybe that's kind of back in the day when I even would visualize a lot and just, you know, you daydream a lot. And when you're in high school, it's just like, oh, you know, I really love him and you know, I want him to be my husband. And we had talked about all that, but we we both kind of went our own ways. We we graduated from high school. We went off to college. But um, one thing I always remember about him and I always laugh is the way we actually started to talk was he was in, we had chemistry together and he was in front of me and I was behind him. And this was our, our science experiment. The teacher gave us all a match and we were supposed to light it and write down from a scientific point of view what was happening. And so he turns around and he looks at me. He doesn't even look at me, he just turns around and he's like, um, do you have a match? Cause then he had given us like each, like a couple of matches or something. And I always just remember and I, cause I would always just see his back but I would never see his face. All I saw was, you know, he played sports. So he had this huge muscular back and that's all I would see in this blonde hair, <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, we had met in high school and we dated and then we kind of just, I would say he went to party university, I went to academia university. So, uh -huh. But kind of like you and I, in a way we, we met again, um, we met through Gary V through Facebook though, right? It was more kind of like the Facebook thing. So we, ended, we got reconnected um, years ago, probably he knows better, I'm ashamed to say this, but probably like 10 years ago. So, so yeah, it was kind of, wow. kind of, but it's like, I always say, and this is where I think the intuitive part and a visualization in, in, in really like knowing when something is right. When I'm, when I saw him again for the second time, I had, I wasn't married. <clears throat> I had been through a divorce and I was just being single. I was just enjoying my life, just being a doctor and taking care of my family. And when we met again, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is the one that I just knew. I knew after like our first kind of like date, but it wasn't a date. We met for juice, <laughs> you <Wow>. know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just like I knew and he said he had the same experience, but guys never want to like share it, you know? It's right. like, right. nah, nah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, so, that's kind of like a, a short, cut of the story that's awesome now you're living your happily ever after yeah <laughs> i love the pictures i love the pictures oh thank you yeah so you know it, it's interesting um you know where life kind kind of takes you know just because um i just see we we just get into i think kind of being set in our ways we have to learn to be a little bit more flexible with things you know, so um, I know now I know that um, I know a little bit more about you, which is kind of cool with, you know, going through through all this. But what do you think that's been one struggle that you can recall? I mean, sometimes people remember till they're like when they were like five years old. I'm like, I can't remember that. But what is it something that really just kind of pivot you that you went through that change? I know you kind of explained a little bit when you moved here, but. Is there something that you think that really has just impacted you in such a way that it's branded it in your head that this happened in my life and it pushed me to be a better person or to look at things differently? 
I think the major, major thing that I can think of in my life is actually when I found out that I was pregnant at 17. Mm. And that was both the most impactful thing that I've gone through in my life and also the best thing that happened to me even at the age of 17. And I couldn't see it at the time. It was a very difficult time for me. At the time, at 17, I still didn't speak English. I was a high school. I was still in high school. I was a, a senior in high school and I was not in a supportive relationship. Right. So when I found out that I was pregnant, it was a shock for me in my life. It was like, what am I going to do? I was working, but I was working in a minimum wage job. You know, after high school, I would go to work. Actually, not after high school. I was delivering newspapers. So I would wake up at two in the morning every day, go and deliver newspapers and then go to work. And yes, which ended up working because I had my son and I would take him with me to, to work. So I didn't have to look for a babysitter. I would just bundle him up. I was in Chicago, of course, the weather sucks. <laughs> so I would bundle him up and, and I would take him with me in the car and he would be, you know, I would window down and toss the newspaper and window up and like a heater all the way up and cranking up the heater so he wouldn't get too cold. But, um, but it was no, it, it was a very tough experience because I didn't have a lot of support. And when I told my parents, when they found out, they took the approach of, you know, you're going to become, you became another statistic. You're never going to be able to do anything with your life. You're never going to be anybody. Um, basically, you ruined your life. And that's mm-hmm. what I got. And as I was turning around from hearing my parents say that, I heard my brother say something along the lines of, uh, we're going to have to be the ones responsible to take care of her child because how is she going to afford it? And in that moment, I remember standing in the hallway of the house where I used to live in. And in that moment, I said, this is not going to be my reality. Like something's going to change and I don't know what's going to change, but something and somehow my life is going to change. And I made a commitment at that point. And if you think that I was hungry before, because I've always worked and I've always liked to be independent, especially around money, because I don't like to depend on anybody for anything that I want. At that point, it was like a totally different level, right? I was like, I'm going to do something and I have to do something. And before my pregnancy, before I found out about my pregnancy, I never really had anything that I said, I want to be this when I grow up. Like, this is my dream career. I never really had that growing up. I never really put a lot of thought into my future. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I went to the university and I asked a counselor, you know, my, what I like to do is kind of this and this and that, what would be a career that would fit what I like to do? She said, well, you, you should look into nursing. And literally all she said was that. And I'm like, say no more, book me into nursing. I don't care how long, I don't care how expensive I'm going to find a way. So I didn't even have a babysitter at the time. I had no support from anybody. I'm telling you from anybody. When I came back from the university after registering, I was outside and my son was six months at the time. So I was outside and uh, he was playing by like in the grass, just sitting in the grass and the neighbor walked by and she said, you know, we've never met before. She said, oh, you know, you have such a pretty baby and I have a son too, who's like a year old and blah, blah, blah do you go to school? And I said, no, um, but I'm, I'm starting. And she said, well, if you need me to take care of your son, I can, I live right next door. And my, my first thing was like, I don't have a way to pay you. I have no money. And she says, no, 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 I'm not charging you. Like I'll, I'll take care of it for free. I'm, I'm home. I'm a homemaker. I will take care of your son. Dr. Lina, fast forward. My son is 14, fast forward 14 years now. 
she is like a mother to me in a sense and my my son and her kid are brothers like those two boys mm -hmm. adore and love each other so much and funny enough they have the same last name so everybody like everybody thought Maddie was his mother because she would pick him up from school she would take him to school she did everything for my son so I could go to school wow that is so awesome gosh that's inspiring just so that no matter what it's just like it seems like everything was just against you like one thing after another it's like okay well I'm at this age, I I don't really have anyone that's going to help me. I have to figure this out for myself. What, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. And here, probably even back then, you were just probably even just saying out to the universe. And like you were said, no, I am not going to. That's not my reality. Mm -hmm. Chose to, to just say, that's not my reality, you know, and just kind of us, whatever we speak out really gives it power. And it was just like, probably God in the universe heard you're like, all right, let's start doing the magic in her life, you know? Yes. And yes. ever since it's kind of been, you know, um, cause you spent six years in nursing school, right? Altogether it's uh, 10 years actually. Okay. I had so my associates and then you had your undergrad and then I went for my master's and yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, you know, a lot of schooling and that takes a lot of dedication. Mm -hmm. So it's just she always, just, always help me, always help me. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. so awesome. You know, and that's great because that can just give people a perspective that, you know, is our age, you know, it's like two decades apart. But just kind of to fast forward, it's like I'm still learning <laughs> and here I'm in my fifth decade of life. And I started investing in myself when I was young and doing what I had to do to to be, you know, just to be the best version of you, sort of mm -hmm. speak. And mm -hmm. I don't think we ever get to the point where we feel like, oh, this is good enough or I'm, I'm good where I am. Because I think we kind of start to like, I don't know, it's you're not growing, you're dying. Mm -hmm. so actually, I agree. You know, we, have, we can become even better and better and better versions that allows us to help even more and more people. Mm -hmm. So we're, right now we're both on the same journey and that's, that's why we connected. And it was just ironic how it was meant for us. I think it was, a, it was destined because we both put out certain intentions and, and still now today, you know, I, I still do that as well. So that's really good. So one of the things that I like to do the most is traveling. I love to travel, get to see different places. I, I have such a passion for traveling. And I'm curious, what is the most amazing or beautiful place that you've ever visited and why? God, probably the Galapagos, Galapagos Island in Ecuador. It was, it was just amazing. I could live there. <laughs> I could live there. I mean, yes, it's it's an island, but it's just amazing because so many animals. It had a little bit of the culture of pretty much in, anyone from all over the world was there when we went. And we spent about a week on the island, and I love the water. I'm a beach person, and my husband's more of like he likes the mountains and the greenery, but it was actually a combination of the both. And it was just really beautiful, the culture, um, the diversity that was there. 
just looking into the water and actually you can see sharks and you can see different, I mean, animals that you would never see in other places. You know, you would see like oh, just a diversity there. It was just pretty awesome. Just, it was beautiful and I just really enjoyed it. That was probably, I definitely would want to go back there. I, I really could live there. <laughs> I could, you know. How about you? What are one of your favorite places that just is beautiful and breathtaking? I would have to say one of the best experiences that I've had traveling was Ireland. Mm. I don't know why it stuck out for me so much. The experience was so cool. We rented a car. We were staying at a castle. And then we rented a car and we would drive all day long just to all these like different places. And the experience of driving on the other side of the road with the, on the other side of the car. <laughs> and we had a stick shift. So I don't know if you drive a stick shift, but we had a stick shift. And of course you have to change the gears with the left hand. It was the whole experience, the car, when we turned the car to in the airport, you know, when we turned it in, it was all scratched and it was smashed and it was, it was a mess, but we had insurance for it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, it was the, the, the greenery, the kindness of people, everybody was so happy, no matter where we were, sometimes we were like, in the middle of the road, not knowing where to turn, and people would like lower the windows, so and they would be like, "Hi, can I help you?" Like so kind. Everybody was so nice. The castles, the stories, the history, everything about Ireland. I, I, I could breathe different over there. If it makes sense, everything. It was such a neat experience that I would go back. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds that's really, that sounds pretty cool. So you would drive. You would be on the on if here in the states we're on the right side is the passenger so the right side was the driver and this how do you drive with your left hand and change oh my i could i don't know wow. <laughs> to park parking like yeah. to get the car in between the two lines it was a whole experience i'm telling you it was it was an experience from the moment we would wake up to the morning we would go to bed it was it was such an awesome trip. We had such a wonderful time. It was amazing. And I went with one of my best friends too mm -hmm. and her husband. So we, it was such a neat experience all around. That is so cool. Oh. Well, that kind of asked me, um, <clears throat> reminds me like when we were in, I think it was in Lima, same thing. If you were like, we're looking and looking at maps and people are just so friendly and then a lot of other, but, but the other thing too, though, Fernanda, I think is just like, if you're giving off those vibes, people are going to be helpful, you know, because somebody else could have a totally different experience and say, that's true. Oh, they were so rude and they were so this, but I think when you go out with that intention of like, Hey, hey let's go make this a fun day. Let's go explore. You're just so open and you're like, you're not going to be stressed out about what happens. It's kind That's of like, all right, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. It's going to be fun though. And just put that intention out there. Mm -hmm. So I love how you, how you do, um, you know, how you do all that. So I know we're coming up on time, but I wanted to ask you <clears throat> if you were to tell your younger self three things, what would you tell them? Wow, that's a that's a good question. The first well, thing, yeah. that I would, <laughs> the first thing would be to be aware of the thoughts. That's a concept that I didn't understand until recently, actually, within the last two years of my life. 
And so I was, and I, I share with that, that with you on one show that I didn't know that I could turn on and off or switch the station, right? Change the station if I didn't like the way that I was feeling. And um, that would be kind of one of the things. And that's something that I tell my kids over and over and over again, even though they're 14 and nine, when they're having a bad day or they're having, they're having certain emotions, I'm like, you can change them. You can do something about it. And that, that's probably one of the things, the main things that I would tell myself. The second thing is that everything that you set out, everything, like every intention basically becomes a reality. So we need to, I need to make sure that I'm asking what I really want and not what I don't want, which is something that I also teach a lot, right? We, in the way that we talk, we talk very negative. And then we ask the questions at, in the terms of what we don't want to happen. I don't want to, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to go through a heartbreak or whatever it is. So we need to ask better questions to get better results. So that would be the second thing that I would tell myself. And what else? The third thing, um, read more books about what I'm reading right now. I used to be very into horror. <laughs> So I spend a lot of time just reading horrible, horrible books all the time. And I would literally devour these books. And I, and I love that. I, I was like so into them. And, you know, now nowadays I'm like, I don't know why I was even into all of that crap, but whatever. Well, maybe it was for you because you had such a passion to to learn and read. So now it was just transferred into something else. It just now something that you, that's helping you. And then in, in essence, that's really going to impact your children and then people when you go speaking, it's, it's, you're just going to have that ripple effect. So that's awesome. I think mm -hmm. that's, that's awesome. I love I'm that. curious about you. I want to, I want to ask you the same question. I'm so curious. <laughs> um, I think I always kind of look back cause you know, as I have a young daughter and, you were like, oh my gosh, she's so much like you. And I'm like, oh, please don't say that, <laughs> you know, in some ways. But um, really just to, like, a lot of it's the mindset. Definitely, like, take more chances would be one. Definitely just my younger self. I was just take more chances because they're not failures, even if they don't work out. Because there's so many things that I've tried with business and my personal life, and they didn't work out, you know. But you know, here I have three kids from my first husband. <clears throat> Part of me said, mm, I don't know, should we, should we not? And, but as a result, I have three kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm blessed for that. So taking more chances. And I always tell her she's in high school and things are in lockdown now, right? And I'm just like, no, go to school, even if it's not, you know, well, a lot of kids are staying home. And I'm like, no, go and have a high school experience. It may not be perfect but what if this is what it's going to be like for the next two or three years you don't want to miss out on that and so i would just say um you know creating more um taking more risks um don't be afraid to invest in yourself that's how i should have done that earlier you know as i think in my life i should have done that earlier just to invest more in me as an individual um and the third thing Hire a coach, hire a men have a mentor or somebody to show you along the way. Because so many people, and, and I've tried this in a lot of different things, it's like we're trying to figure things out on our own when someone else 
already has a solution for you. I mean, yes, you can go online and Google everything, but you're getting all this information and you still don't even know where to start. It's like me saying, Fernanda, I need you to bake me my favorite cake. And um, well, what's in it? What's in it? And I just give you all the re all the ingredients, but I never tell you how to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Wouldn't it shorten the time of like, oh well, this is how you do it, type of thing. So I think those would be the the, the three, you know, to just definitely invest more, take the time, you know, take more risk, and and just hire would have hired a coach and mentor when I was younger. I agree. Wish I would have done that. <laughs> I agree with all of those three and and I'm a huge believer of the them three actually for my life too. something that I that I do and practice also in my life yeah so mm -hmm. glad you're doing all that now so good anyway so we're gonna be you're gonna be off for a couple of weeks but I know we'll be in touch with you know sharing your experiences and you know people can actually watch your talks or anything like that just tag me on that i know we get all we all get so busy with the social media and that but just send a radar or send a message from your head to my head and just say hey linda i need you to do this or could you do this because i will be in because we're both in sync with yes we are so if there's something that you need let me know or what is it they said my mom would always say it's tele telepathia or something like telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> Like, you know, she would always say that I need you to call me and somehow I would call her. So mm -hmm. same thing. So there's yes. something during that time, it's like, I'm going on. I need a little bit this. Send me a message. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. And so, I will be back in about two weeks. Yes. But you will be doing the show every for the next two weeks. And yes. I think you're going to have a guest, right? For yes. both weeks. A couple guests. Yes. yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, so I'll be looking forward to connecting and actually listening to the episodes, okay. even if it's not live, but I will, I will be listening. Awesome. Sounds good. All, All right. right. Bye Thank everyone. You. We'll see you in a few weeks. Bye. I'll see you next week. <laughs>